little bit of a breakaway here with the top half dozen cars as they flash down the front stretch here. Blaney down on the inside, hugging to his outside. It's going to be C. Bell really impressed right now with the run that Daniel Hemricks got in that 31 car as they roll back to one. Doug Rice, 36 years. Congratulations, and more importantly, thank you for being a voice of this sport for the millions of fans worldwide. Man, that was cool. That was really cool. We knew it was coming, but watching it was really neat. That was uh, audio courtesy of MRN. If you're not familiar with NASCAR's uh, radio setup, some of the races on the radio are handled by MRN, the Motor Racing Network. Some are handled by uh, PRN, the Performance Racing Network. And as you know, each and every week, we check in with PRN's Doug Rice, president, anchor. And Daytona is not a race that PRN handles except the fine folks over at MRN. Shout out to them. They understood the moment. Doug Rice, 36 years on the job, is retiring at season's end as one of the iconic voices in NASCAR history. And that was a bucket list item for him. And the guys at MRN said, Doug, come on over. Let's call some Daytona and uh, check that off your bucket list. And it's amazing to hear it. Let's bring in Doug Rice, who's joining us ahead of Atlanta this weekend, where he is also the Grand Marshal. He is getting the Coach K, Kobe Bryant treatment on the NASCAR circuit this year, everywhere he goes. And I, I am here for it. Doug Rice, what was that like last Sunday for you? It was incredible. I mean, I've called hundreds of races, but never the Daytona 500. And I'm dropped in there with some really good broadcasters, but guys that I had never worked a lap with, but we all do it very similar. So that part was exciting, but I will tell you this after my stint, and I guess I was in the booth for about 15 minutes. I realized that my mouth was completely dry. I mean, <laughs> I was just, you know, the, the energy and the excitement had gotten the better of me. It was, it was, it was very, very cool. And I was, thrilled that they gave me that opportunity and kind of humbled by it but that's that's a biggie i mean that's our biggest race is the daytona 500 and to get to do just a smidge of that that checks a big box for me and and the reception that all the folks from mrn gave me was top shelf i've, I've got to take my hat off to them. well i thought it was really neat uh you you've been a play-by-play guy for a long time you've Mostly done NASCAR, but you've done other sports too. I, I've on the same way. I've done baseball, basketball, football. I've never done auto racing though, and I was list. I, I listened to you a lot over the years, but I was listening to you again last weekend and just kind of thinking again. I, I guess how different NASCAR play-by-play is versus other sports, and I, I guess maybe I'd liken it to baseball a bit, where there is you know action. There's always something to talk about, but there are opportunities, I guess, in the race to you know, editorialize, tell more stories. For those out there that just don't understand the difference, you know, calling a race versus calling a stick and ball sport, what what is the difference in your mind? Well, we don't have natural timeouts except for two during a race, the preordained stage breaks. In every other sport, there's TV timeouts, there's quarters, there's innings, and we don't have that. We might race for an hour at a time, and then sometimes we have to go to commercial while there's still action going on. You try to anticipate and put that commercial in at a time that the action is not red hot. I think that's one of the biggest things. And the other one, Kyle, is like last week at Daytona, and we've encountered this PR in some bigger tracks, just to get the cars around the racetrack for a single lap involves four different voices. The person in the booth, turn one, the back stretch, Daytona's so big, turn three and four, and then back to the booth. So I'm thinking they probably had 10 announcers on the air, so the choreography to do a race and do it right is so much more complex than a football or baseball game, which might have two or three people. 
All right. Well, uh, Doug, let's talk about Daytona, the result. William Byron wins under caution. You and I and, and Smoke talked a lot about William Byron last year because we had to. He won six races, and yeah. now he starts 2024. Um, you know, maybe not the biggest of them all, but a race that every driver covets if you're a, a Cup Series driver. What are we looking for from William Byron this year, and what was most impressive about his performance? Well, it seems like he picked up where he left off. And he was involved in a few things. He was one of the cars that helped trigger the big one. I'm not a, I'm not pointing at him saying he caused it, but he was in that initiation of the great big wreck that took out about 15 cars late in the race there. But he's going to be good. He is just he's cool under fire. He is he is older than his age. He races older than his age, and that's if you can do that, you've really separated yourself from the pack. And I think he was one of the guys that benefited the most from the Netflix series that was completed. And I'm, I'm a sucker for this because they showed that the way he sort of has his Zen moments is he builds things with Legos. And I don't know for why that just intrigued me that here's a guy in the super macho sport, but when he wants to relax, he builds Legos. <laughs> Doug, this is smoke here. <laughs> and, well, it, it was another building block win for Rick Hendrick and Hendrick Motorsports on the 40-year anniversary Boom. of their first race in the 1984 Daytona 500. They finished 1-2, but the, there was also some controversy for when NASCAR threw the caution out and if Bowman was the leader at the time of the caution. was I know there was some clarification, but could you explain what exactly the clarification NASCAR had was for when the caution came out and why William well, was the winner? It, it, Late in the race, and they would have loved for that wreck to have been cleared of the cars drive off and not have to do that. The NASCAR wants to finish with cars racing back to the line, not saying, well, that's it because they wrecked on the last lap. And everything that I looked at, and I've talked to a couple of NASCAR people since, it was extremely close, but William Byron won the Daytona 500. Not by much, a couple of feet, but he was ahead of his teammate, Alex Bowman, when the light flashed on. It's not when the flag waves or anything else. It's when that light flashes on and they had irrefutable evidence in my mind. Doug Rice, president, anchor performance racing network. He's with us on the body works plus guest hotline. Um, Corey LaJoy, fourth place finish, best career cup, best, I guess tied his best cup finish. Five of his nine career top tens in the cup series have come at Daytona. It feels like this is something he could build off of. And I was talking to a friend the other day that had high hopes for Corey LaJoy this year. What are your thoughts? Well, I think he can do well here this weekend. He was he had a shot at winning this race last year. And it came down to the very last lap, and he got up out of the groove, and I think he wound up fourth. But he had a real opportunity to win this race last year. So I'm not going to put that one out of the realm of possibility. And the team that he races for is called Spire Motorsports. And they used to be referred to as one of the little engines that could. They're showing enough money and financing now that they, they've got the horsepower in the bank. If they can get the horsepower on the track, I think they're going to be effective. And I, I, I look for a jump from Corey LaJoy this year. He might, he might be able to squeak into the playoffs. If they are able to do that, that's a huge win for them. Well, Doug, as you mentioned, he is going to be a threat to win this weekend at Atlanta, but this is now year three of this being a drafting track, and we learned last year how different this track is from the other drafting tracks. has a lot more character to it. Do you think we could see 
some chaos that we didn't really see at Daytona because there was only one big one at Daytona, but it feels like this one could be a lot more unhinged. Yeah, I, I think what was going on at Daytona Smoke was all the teams were running a little bit slower trying to save fuel. NASCAR did not like that. When they go back to Daytona later this year, they'll have a smaller fuel cell. They'll have to do something to to change that dynamic. Can it be crazy here? Absolutely. Sure it can be. And, and I'll be surprised if it's not. And you've got some teams that had bad days. Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski crashed out, finished way back in the pack. They can't afford to come down here and have another bad day because if you get that far behind, even in a 36-race season, if you leave here and you're 28 in points, it's a long way. What if that song's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll? Mm. And it's, it's, it's hard to climb out of that hole. Hey, uh, Doug, you're the Grand Marshal Sunday for this race. You're, you're a pretty straightforward, buttoned-up guy. So I, there's a part of me that expects you to approach it that way. But you got anything anything special planned for this I, on Sunday? I don't. I can You know, people have sent me clips of the actor Kevin James and Matthew McConaughey and all of them doing their gentlemen start your engines or drivers start your engines. That's I can't do that. One, I would I would blow out my vocal cords before I've got to go broadcast the race. It it will be it'll have high energy. It's it's not going to be one in the top ten of driver start your engines. But I am excited about it. I think um, I think that's a cool moment to have these things happen in such quick succession to get to do a little Daytona 500 and get to do uh, driver start your engines on back to back weekends. That's that's pretty heady stuff for me. So you're you're not even going to attempt to summon your inner Joe Nelms for this uh, this. I know you're not giving the prayer, but like. Nothing, huh? Not even a reference to your smoking hot wife or anything? Well, I mean, that's, you know, if you're, I guess I could do that if you're doing the <laughs> the, the command as opposed to the prayer. That's true. I, I'm I sorry. still think that's a top 10 thing, but, you know, there'll be, I'll have a little messaging in there for all the radio listeners over the years before they allow you a sentence or two before you actually say driver start your engines. Okay. So I'll, I'll try to come up with something there. I love it. I love it. We, we, we appreciate you, buddy. Enjoy Sunday. Happy for you. We will be watching and listening. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks a lot.